Explore presents a reading from Strangers Like Angels with a devil or two to boot by Alec and Jan Foreman. Chapter 18 Venice to Vienna, 12th to the 30th of July 1977, Italy, Austria. Vienna, Austria, Saturday, the 30th of July 1977. Dear Mum, Dad, Margaret, Tony, and Janet, having a restful day today in Vienna Woods. After a slow start this morning, we drove along the Hohenstrasse a 12-mile long scenic road built during the Depression to give employment. It follows the Kahlenberg Range, which overlooks Vienna and has woods and vineyards on its slopes. After a walk in the forest, we had lunch and we are now in a meadow, sitting on our camping chairs and writing letters. The sun is trying to break through on this hazy day. Since our last letter, we have visited many places. From Rome we drove towards Ancona and Riti, where we camped by Mount Terminillo, looking out over beautiful alpine view. Large herds of horses grazed on the slopes. During the evening we stood outside to listen to the lovely sound of bells ringing in a church a mile away. The mountain churches are very plain, made of wood, with tall slim spires. The next day we continued on to Ancona via Pulverina, Maserata and Osimo through the picturesque hilly scenery and passed through many vineyards. In Ancona we looked up Maureen, Jan's neighbour from childhood days in Brentwood. She is married to an Italian cheesemaker called Claudie. Jan and I were amazed to be talking to an English girl one moment and to an Italian girl the next, as Maureen was speaking fluently in the two languages, with all the actions. That evening we went out with the family for a five-course meal in a country restaurant. Here is the menu. Handmade spaghetti and sauce, smoked bacon with sweet melon, assorted charcoal grilled meats, including thrush and pigeon, with salad and chips. Cheesecake made from mozzarella cheese that Claudie makes. It was an indescribably delicious dessert. Fresh fruit, peaches and bananas, and of course the local wine, and plenty of bread. The next day Maureen came with us to the health centre in Ancona to arrange for us to have cholera vaccination boosters. That was all sorted with no delay as she easily communicated our request to the Italian nurse. As it happened, Maureen's sister, Teresa, was visiting from Brentwood, and she willingly hand-carried our exposed films to deliver to Jan's parents. We said farewell to the family and journeyed from Ancona along the coastal road to Catalica, then inland to San Marino, a tiny kingdom in the middle of Italy. We saw panoramic views all around from the dramatic castle and we enjoyed the beautiful sunny weather in the 90s 
The place was crowded with tourists, souvenir stalls and restaurants. From San Marino we joined the coastal road north of Rimini and drove along through Ravenna, Camaccio and Chioggia, a miniature Venice with an excellent market of fresh produce. We bought two large fish which Jan fried in oil, adding olives and herbs for flavour and served with mushroom sauce for a delicious supper. We drove on north the next day to romantic Venice, where we parked in the nearby campsite and went into the city by bus. Venice was enchanting, even with thousands of tourists milling about. It seemed so peaceful without any cars. Spent a most enjoyable two days there. We arrived in the city early and walked across the Piazza San Marco, looked around the glorious Basilica and Doge's Palace, went to the top of the famous Campanile Bell Tower in the Piazza to gain a wonderful view over the whole city and lagoon. We walked along the narrow streets and their terraced houses and over the quaint bridges that straddle the canals, which was busy with all sorts of boats providing various services taxi boats, ambulance and police, rubbish collectors and food deliveries, etc. A ride on a gondola cost a pricey £12, so instead we enjoyed a long ride on the water bus for just sixpence. Chamber orchestras were playing in the cafes in the main square. We visited the Murano glassmakers. On display there was an elegant glass ornament of four beautiful horses pulling a chariot for sale, but only for a rich man's wallet. In the shop we were fascinated to come across the same beads that we'd seen in the market in Bobo di Lasso, in Upper Volta. The beads that looked like sticks of multicoloured seaside candy rock. We discovered they were actually Venetian glass and had been used for bartering by the early traders. During the evening there was an open-air festival of orchestras, bands, majorettes, singing gondolier oarsmen, plus a 40-minute firework display across the islands. Amazing. Must have cost a fortune. We were both wearing our very large Fulani hats from Mali, so that we could easily find each other if we wandered off in the crowd. We arrived in Vienna early last Sunday, booked into the campsite and spent the day doing chores. The next morning we were up early and out of the camp by eight o'clock to walk a mile to the crown stop. There we bought a five-day season ticket for two pounds, then rode five miles into the city centre on the very efficient tram system. We located the post office and found only one letter from Jan's folks in Post Restaurant, which was not surprising as we were a few days early. Then we spent much of the day window shopping, seeing all the latest fashions. We were tempted by cafe displays of truly scrumptious-looking cakes, but sadly they were beyond our budget. As we walked through the Stadt Park, we saw trees, shrubs, Glorious flowerbeds, pools and ducks and swans, and a large green lawn dotted with common pigeons, sparrows and shrieking peacocks in all their splendour. A statue of Johann Sebastian Strauss 
was strategically placed, reminding all passerby of Vienna's musical heritage. We were thrilled to be there in the park for the daily open-air Strauss concert, played by a ten-piece orchestra. We sat for an hour and listened to the music as the sun was setting, before we caught the tram home again. You would have loved to have been there, Dad. The next day was a little drizzly but pleasant, and so, undeterred, we walked round the Baroque gardens of Belvedere Palace, built in large terraces with a central fountain with elaborately carved statues, lawns and floral beds. No more mail at the post office, so we had a snack lunch in Judenplatz, where there was an old bus that anyone could try painting, graffiti style. A real artist's haven, and there were also blocks of stone and wood for budding sculptures to shape. In the afternoon we visited the Spanish riding school. In the stables, fifty Lipizzana stallions were housed. All handsome animals standing knee-deep in oat straw in their individual black-painted wooden stalls with highly polished brass fittings. Although there were many horses there, the stars were on tour, so there was no show in the impressive riding hall, but they showed a film of a performance instead. We walked back to the tram stop through some of the older streets with many interesting shops. We arrived back at the campsite and prepared an ate dinner before going out to the Prater, Vienna's permanent funfair. Just about all the rides were diabolical. What people will pay to be tortured? Wednesday morning at the post office we found three letters. Thanks for yours. During that day we went shopping in the city in, in the morning, then visited the Voiterkirche, an imposing Gothic church with twin spires and radiantly coloured stained glass windows. That evening we went to the operetta Vienna Blut at the theatre of Schönbrunn Palace. It was the first time I'd worn a jacket and tie since we leaving England, and Jan wore a long dark green skirt with her embroidered gypsy blouse for the occasion. We strolled in the beautiful gardens before going into the elaborately decorated theatre for a most enjoyable evening. On Thursday we went into the city to check at the post office again, but no more mail for us. We looked around car shops trying to get filters, etc., for the Land Rover for the onward journey, had lunch and yet another park, the Volksgarten, which was laid out in lots of small gardens with lily ponds. In the afternoon we returned to the magnificent Schönbrunn Palace to visit the Imperial Apartment. Saw 45 of the 1400 rooms, all so splendid. An English-speaking guide who gave us an insight into Austrian history showed us around. On Friday, Jan did some more washing, while I went into the city to the British Leyland suppliers to buy some spare parts, a rubber axle stop to replace the one that split in Africa, plus fuel filters. I was going to buy a second spare fan belt until I was told it cost £8, compared with just £1.30 in England. We have to wait here now for a parcel sent by Jan's dad. 
It contains new filter cartridges for our drinking water that we have to receive before continuing our journey on to India. I hope they turn up by Monday. Well, that'll be it for now. Hope everyone is keeping as well as we are. Fondest love from Alec and Jan. Vienna, Austria, 30th of July, 1977. Dear Mum, Dad, David and Paul, Thanks for the three letters we received in Vienna, which I will answer first before telling you our news. Thought you'd be pleased with the letter we sent via Teresa from Italy, along with the films. Your summer weather seems rather dismal for the holidaymakers. Since we've been in Austria, it's alternated. One sunny day, one cloudy. One morning, while sightseeing in Vienna, it rained. It was the first time in six months that we were actually out in the rain, as although it rained often in the rainforests of Cameroon, we seemed to be always in the Land Rover. We were thrilled to hear that Cousin Jane and Rue are adopting a baby boy. How excited they must be. Hope the legalities work out okay and the baby is confirmed as theirs. We have sent them a card of congratulations. Thanks for telling us about the Queen's Silver Jubilee celebrations, Mum. I bet your front room window looked grand, decked out with the Union Jack and the Queen's photo. From the way you write, I imagine you and Dad enjoyed your days outing in London, especially the visit to the Grenadier Guards Regimental Headquarters. We had a great time travelling through Italy, especially enjoying the food. Pasta was a favourite in every shape and size imaginable. Wine was very affordable and accompanied our evening meals. Our supply of Marmite has lasted well and adds a touch of English flavour to our continental breakfast of bread and jam. The latest goodie we discovered, there was a delicious nutty chocolate spread sold in useful containers like wine glasses and a butter dish. Made of glass with sealed lids, they are a great addition to our kitchenware. Tin tomatoes were inexpensive, so we stocked up with a few cans. We were inspired to create our own delicious pizza, simply baked in the frying pan, and were pretty chuffed with the result. Here's the recipe for you in case you'd like to try making one. Frying pan pizza. One level teaspoon of dried yeast. One level teaspoon of sugar in an eighth of a pint of hand hot water. Allow to work for 10 minutes. Before mixing in, four ounces of flour to make a soft dough, adding more hand-hot water as necessary. Roll out into pizza shape to fit the frying pan. Cook at medium heat in preheated frying pan with the bottom thinly covered in oil. When brown underneath, turn over and spread a savoury topping on the cooked side and continue heating until all is toasty hot and baked. Topping suggestions. Tin tomatoes and a little cheese. Anchovies, bacon, olives, etc. Enjoy with a glass of Italian red wine and supper is complete. From Venice we headed directly north through the Dolomite Mountains where the air was so fresh and clean and the grass so green. We crossed the border into Austria at Sillian and from there to Lienz and north to Zellumsee including a visit to the Grossglockner Mountain and Glacier. Then we drove north to Lofa, a really charming town, and nipped into Germany, where we visited Bad Reichenhall, Berchtesgaden and Königsee. 
back into Austria to see Salzburg, Bad Ischl, Bad Aussee, Liesen and Mariasel, and then we eventually arrived here in Vienna. All one can say is the scenery was magical all the way. Mountains, lakes, waterfalls, fast-flowing, crystal-clear rivers, giving way to rolling farm and forest land towards Vienna. The adorable, picturesque alpine houses were decorated with window boxes of bright red geraniums. You asked how our shoes are standing up to the hard wear. Well, our Clark's lace-up shoes are excellent, so comfortable, and after the occasional clean, they look like new. The soles have hardly worn at all. The other day I bought a pair of tan sandals. They're not a perfect fit, but it's a job to find what you want in a foreign country, and they're ideal for me to wear with skirts in Europe. Our clothes are fine, and they're staying cleaner for longer now that we're driving on all tarmac roads. Thanks, Dad, for taking all that trouble with ordering the water filters. It's good that we have such an efficient base manager, as it would be difficult for us to take care of home matters whilst we are travelling. Thanks for renewing our medical insurance. We weren't surprised to see the premium had gone up. And thanks too for sending the tax form to the accountant, whom I'm sure will deal with it well. Yes, please, let us know the balance of our building society account. Providing we have some money left, we may buy some European foods that you can't buy or are cheaper than in England on our return home. Is it possible for you to find out from customs and excise if there is a limit to bringing in foodstuffs for personal consumption? Hope the films we sent via Teresa have turned out okay. We were a bit concerned that the temperature was so high when we returned through the Sahara that it might have spoiled our films. You should also receive two other films, one Kodak of Sicily and Italy, the other just a roll of developed Agfa film. The latter photos of Germany and Austria may be rather disappointing as our Olympus Trip 35 camera decided to play up when the aperture control failed. Thankfully, this happened whilst in Austria and not in Nepal. We had the camera cleaned at a cost of £8.50 and and it's now working okay. But to be sure, we have bought a Voigtlander VF135, which is a nice little camera. We are now ready to leave Vienna, but keep checking at the post office for the water filters you ordered for us, Dad. Hope the parcel comes soon as we're itching to move on. The next postal address is Post Restaurant, Ankara, Turkey. Last posting on the 15th of August 1977. Fondest love from Alec and Janice. Total distance driven, 19,456 miles. You've been listening to a reading from Strangers Like Angels with a Devil or Two to Boot by Alec and Jan Foreman, presented by Explore More. Explore More is an adventure lifestyle brand founded on the 1977 travel stories of Alec and Jan Foreman with a passion to inspire people to explore more of the world, engage with others and embrace global cultures to ensure a greater understanding for each other and enable positive progression. Discover great products and more on exploremore.com. That's E-X-P-L-M-O-R-E dot com.